Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Effortless English Show! Hi, I'm A.J. Hogue. Welcome to the new show. Speak English confidently and fluently with correct grammar. Learn with my mini stories and my point of view stories. Get my Power English course at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Spoken English Grammar. How do you master spoken English grammar? So grammar for speaking. See, grammar for speaking and grammar for writing are different. They're different. Now, written grammar, on one hand, written grammar is more difficult because it's more formal. You have to be more careful with your grammar when you are writing English. So you can't really make any mistakes. It's not so flexible, not very flexible. Uh, The grammar rules, the grammar is more, I would say, more specific and more formal, more tight with writing. So that makes written grammar a bit more difficult. On the other hand... Written grammar is easier. Why? Because you have time. Time, 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 time. When you're writing, you can go slowly. You can open a grammar book and check the grammar. Be sure that your grammar is correct. You can even show your writing to another person, like a native speaker, and ask them to correct your grammar mistakes. So that makes... Written grammar, much easier. Spoken grammar, on one hand, spoken grammar is more loose. It's more relaxed. Okay, so spoken grammar is a bit different than written grammar. Right? People don't speak exactly the same way that they write. It's a little different. It's more loose. It's more relaxed. So that's good. That makes it easier. But on the other hand, the thing that makes it more difficult is speed, 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 speed. When you are speaking, you have no time. You must instantly say phrases and sentences using correct grammar. There is no time to check a grammar book. There is no time to think about grammar rules. And there's no time to ask another person to correct your grammar. Nope. It all must happen automatically. You must master spoken English and master the grammar in an automatic way so that you speak with correct grammar automatically without thinking. How do you do that? That's not so easy. Right? I tell you, don't study grammar rules. Don't study grammar rules. 
does not help for spoken English. Not really. Because you can't remember. You can't remember hundreds and hundreds of rules in the middle of a conversation. There's no time. So you have to master it naturally, unconsciously. I'm going to read a small section from my book. My book is Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. More information about my book at EffortlessEnglish.com. Just EffortlessEnglish.com. That's my book website. Okay, this is from Chapter 13. The fifth rule, learn grammar intuitively and unconsciously. Okay, beginning now. I've promised you that you can learn to speak English well without studying grammar rules. I even told you to throw your grammar books away because you don't need them. Now I'm going to show you what to do instead. It's actually a very simple technique, one that I believe is the best way to learn grammar. Not only to learn English grammar, but grammar for any language. The fifth rule of effortless English is use point-of-view stories. These are small, short stories in which we change the point of view. In other words, we change the time frame and we change the grammar to create multiple, many, versions of the same story. By reading and listening to these story variations, you can learn grammar intuitively, naturally, without thinking of tenses, conjugations, etc. Point-of-view stories are easy and fun. Best of all, they allow you to absorb the grammar naturally by understanding the context of stories. This is the key point. In my recent conversation with Steve Kaufman, he was very, very excited to find, to learn about many stories and point-of-view stories. Steve Kaufman speaks 16 languages. Amazing, amazing. He's learning his 17th language, which is Greek. Now, he learned those other languages without many stories, without point-of-view stories. So he has a lot, a lot, a lot, a very long, 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 long life of language learning, a lot of experience language learning. And yet, even after 16 languages, he was super excited to find many stories and point-of-view stories. He said they are the most powerful technique for language learning he has ever found. Now, I've been using these many stories and point-of-view stories for over 11 years, and I agree, they are the most powerful technique for learning English. So you need to understand something. There's a difference between studying grammar, studying it, studying grammar, and learning grammar naturally or intuitively. Those are two very, very different things. I have talked about this general idea before. It's the difference between 
knowledge and skill. Knowledge versus skill. These are two very, very different things. Knowledge are facts, thoughts, ideas that you remember, you memorize them. Right? In 1482, Columbus sailed from Spain to the New World. Right? That, I remember that date. Okay? That's knowledge. That's knowledge. It's an idea in my head. Information. It's just information. On the other hand, sailing is a skill. If I knew how to sail a boat, right? I knew how to move the sail and I could navigate so I could find my way using the stars. That is a skill. Big difference. See, in knowledge, information, that's something you know. It's something you remember in your head. But a skill is something you do. Something you do. And this is the difference with these two kinds of grammar learning. See, studying grammar, that's what you did in school. That's what most people do. Unfortunately, that's the normal way of learning grammar, where you study grammar rules, grammar ideas. What are you doing? You're memorizing them, right? Oh, well, the regular way to make a verb past tense is to add D or ED. That's a grammar rule. That's information that you memorize. On the other hand, grammar skill means that you actually will do that correctly in the middle of a conversation so that when you're in the middle of a conversation, you are speaking and you say, I wanted to do it, but I could not. I wanted. You automatically use the correct form of the verb, adding that D at the end, the ED. And see what what most learners don't understand. In fact, sadly, what most teachers don't understand is that the knowledge does not help you with the skill. Not much, not really. That's why even though you studied grammar a lot in school for years and years, you still don't use it correctly. Or you didn't use it correctly until you started learning with effortless English. You only had the information in your head. And in fact, that information can, can confuse you. Right? Because as you know, in English, for example, with the past tense, there are so many irregular verbs. Verbs that don't follow that rule. Eat, ate. Yesterday I ate some food. You don't add a D to eat. It's not eated. It's ate. Right? It's not, it's not isid. It's was. And there's so many of these irregular verbs. And so, if you use the, the old methods, the school methods, you have to also memorize all of those irregular verbs. You have to memorize the the basic rule, but then you have lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of exceptions. 
Even worse, the exceptions are usually the most common verbs, the ones we use all the time. Ah, there's no way you can remember all of that with your conscious brain just, just trying to memorize. It's too slow. Your conscious mind, the, the part of your mind, the part of your brain that you use for memorizing information, it's too slow for fast, normal conversation. You have to use a different part of your brain to master the skill. I like to compare this to sports a lot because uh, it really shows you the, the, the difference in the ideas. So, for example, let's say you're, you're learning golf, a golf swing. One of the problems a lot of people who learn golf is they, they're also trying to remember too many things. Oh, I got to have the angle of my wrist a certain way. Oh, and my grip is a certain way. Oh, and my elbow has to do this. Oh, and also my hips and my shoulders and my knees. And, and they're trying to remember all these little rules and points of information in the middle of a very fast swing. They can't. They can't do it. You could maybe, maybe think of one thing, because a swing is very simple, much more simple than a conversation in English. Maybe you could think of one thing. Okay, you know, keep my elbow back or something like that. But you can't, you can't think of all these different ideas and rules and information. You have to learn to feel it, right? When, I'm not a good golfer, but I have improved a little bit, and I've noticed that when I get a better swing, I just I do it by feeling it. I'm not thinking too much. When I start thinking about all these things I need to do, my swing usually gets worse. Well, with something as complicated as language, it becomes impossible. You can't think about it while you're doing it. It has to be an automatic performance, automatic action. It has to happen unconsciously, intuitively. So to learn something intuitively, to master something naturally intuitively for skill, for skill, you must learn it in a different way, not by memorizing, not by studying a book. And the way we do that with English grammar point-of-view stories. They're the best way to master spoken English without studying the rules and the grammar and the textbooks, no, without memorizing. Instead, you learn it by doing. You learn it in a natural way, an intuitive way, so that you use it correctly. It takes time. It takes repetition, of course. got to listen to a lot of point-of-view stories. But it's the best way, just as Steve Kaufman said, it's the best way. And using point-of-view stories, that's how you get that, uh, what we call unconscious competence. Unconscious competence. Unconscious, here, in this, in this phrase, unconscious means not thinking. Not thinking. And competence means skill, ability. So it means ability without thinking. That's the kind of grammar ability you need. Grammar ability, grammar skill, without thinking. Automatic. So what do you do? How do you use these point-of-view stories? It's quite easy. You just listen to them. In the beginning, if you, if you don't want to do anything else, you can just put on your headphones and listen to the point-of-view stories. So, for example, you'll hear a story in the present tense, right? 
There is a dog. He is hungry. He goes to the restaurant. He eats food, for example. So you listen to that story. You hear it in the present tense. Then there's another version of the story. It's in the past tense. Yesterday, there was a dog. He was hungry. He went to the store. He ate some food. I think, did I say, I might have changed it in that first one. So he eats some food. (laughs) So the first one is, there is a dog. He is hungry. He goes to a store. He eats some food. And then the second story might be in the past tense, where there was a dog. He was hungry. He went to a restaurant and he ate some food. Something like that. Right? And then we might do a third version that is about the future. There will be a dog. Um, he's going to be hungry. He'll go to the restaurant and he'll eat some food. And we might do it using the present perfect, but I don't, I don't teach you the names of the verbs because it just, there's no need. It doesn't help you. But I'll, I'll use different grammar. And those are the most common ones. And that's what I like to do. In the point of view stories, I like to use the most common verb forms, the ones that you're constantly going to use. There are some that are a little more advanced. We don't use them very much. So you need to master the common ones, the most common ones, present, uh, the progressive ones, which is like ing, he's going, he's doing, simple past, uh, I have been, I have gone, that's called the present perfect, you don't need to remember the names of the the grammar. But anyway, I'll do lots of versions of the same story, usually two or three in each lesson. And all you need to do in the beginning for a while is just listen to them every day. You listen to them, you repeat them again and again and again. And just by listening, your brain starts to, to get the repetition of these different types of spoken grammar. And you start to understand it intuitively, naturally. And then eventually... You start to use these grammar forms, structures, correctly, without thinking, just naturally. All you need to do, listen to a bunch of stories. It's much more fun than studying grammar rules and much more effective, much more powerful, much more useful. So that's why I recommend, and Steve Kaufman just said the same thing a couple days ago on my show, Point of view stories and mini stories are the best way to learn English and especially to learn English grammar, spoken English grammar. Okay, let's go to Twitter. Twitter time. Twitter time. Okay, Twitter. My Twitter is twitter.com slash A.J. Hogue. That's my name. A-J-H-O-G-E. Twitter.com. Very common question here from, I don't know, H-E-T-H-W. Ask, okay, A.J., I listen to your lessons every day, but I forget new words sometimes that I learned a few months ago. So I I see, yeah. So I sometimes forget new words that I learned a few months ago. Is this normal? Should I listen more? Okay, so forgetting vocabulary, is it normal? Yes, it's normal. Everybody does it. It's normal. So 
Do you need to worry about it? No, just relax. It's okay. You're going to forget some words, okay? You're good. Hopefully you're learning more and remembering more than you forget. But let's say each day maybe you learn three new words and you forget one. You're still gaining two words a day. So you're still improving, which is the important thing. So yes, it's totally normal to forget some words, especially ones from a from a unit that you did, that you listened to a couple months ago. Now, here's the cool thing. You're not going to forget the most common, the most useful words. Why? Because they repeat in every unit or almost every unit. You get a lot of repetition, just naturally, of the most common English. So the ones you're going to remember definitely are the ones that are the most useful, which is great. Now, some of the less common words, ones we use less frequently, yeah, you might forget them sometimes, but it's no big deal. It's not a big problem. How should you deal with that? Should you listen more? You don't need to listen more. That's not the problem. You just need to review sometimes. So I'd say maybe every two months, take a week, a review week. Every two months, you can have a review week. During your review week, each day, listen to a couple old units, right? A couple units that you already have done. And you might just, you know, one day, one unit. The next day, another unit. The next day, or even two different units per day. And then during that week, you have seven days, you could review seven to 14 different units in one week. And just just doing that, just re-listening again a couple months later, once or twice, usually is enough to remind you again, help you remember again, some of those old vocabulary words that you forgot. So that's what I recommend. Just do some review every now and then, every couple months, two months, every three months, something like that. Do a, re- a review week. If you want to use point of view stories to master spoken English and mini stories, get to my Power English course. My Power English course at effortlessenglishclub.com. Effortlessenglishclub.com. See you next time.